You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. This season has been so unpredictable, right? I mean, like, guys, just everything that we thought about certain teams and players, it's just been like nothing has gone the way, for the most part, that we thought it would. The one thing that has gone the right way is the San Francisco 49ers. They were in the mix last year. You go back to the championship game, Purdy gets hurt, and everybody said they will be back. And they have the potential to get back. And I don't think there's a bigger game this weekend, right, going into Christmas than the 49ers and the Ravens. And, Jason, we've talked about the Ravens all season. I want to get you guys' opinion on this game because, first of all, McCaffrey's unbelievable. But the Ravens' defense, and and Jason's been talking about this all season, yeah, they get after the quarterback, but they also have their moments. Something's got to give in this game, right? I mean, the 49ers just scoring on everybody. So I want to start there because it'll be Christmas night. Everybody will be fat and happy and gifts will have been opened and everybody's going to want to sit back and watch a great game. What are we going to get, guys, on Christmas night with the 49ers and the Ravens? <laughs> well, guys, I, I, I think this is a tough ask for the Baltimore Ravens, right? It's, it's not just who you play, but it's when you play them and it's where you play them. And I think the 49ers are the healthier team right now. I think the 49ers are in a little uh, better form all around both sides of the ball. The 49ers will obviously be at home in this one. Um, and I think the 49ers right now are a little different class than anybody else in the NFL. I think their highs are a little higher. I think their sustained consistency, their 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 sort of um, average, right, or their median, I think is a little bit higher than anybody else. Um and I think you 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 look at the compounding situations of the Ravens where, all right, they're going to make gains in the passing game this year, right? And Mark Andrews comes out, and he's kind of leading the way, and he's got six touchdowns, and, and he's the fulcrum of the passing game. You lose him. Okay, we're going to readjust. We'll get likely going to replace him on RPOs. You know, we'll have a little less downfield, but, you know, plenty of yak. And Odell steps up for a minute, but okay. But, but now we're going to get the explosion out of this Keaton Mitchell kid in the run game. And then he goes down. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a tough ask now mm. 
to go into this cauldron um, having to kind of readjust and reconfigure where your explosion is going to come from again. Um, Baldy, they're playing four tackles. They're playing four offensive tackles a lot. Mm-hmm. You know the old saying about quarterbacks, if you have two, you have none. I think if you've got four tackles, if you're fighting for the one seed and you're 11-3 and three, and people think you're the best team in football and you're playing four tackles, you're probably vulnerable up front. Well, that's a, you know, that's the injury history to Ronnie Stanley. You know, he's just, you know, it's just tough for him to get through any game right now. So they got to, they got to rotate in there. Uh, you know, look, I, you know, I, I, I kind of think it's all about Lamar. I mean, we saw Lamar just pull one magic rabbit out of the hat all week, all Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, it was just one magical play after another. Now, the good thing about that performance by Lamar is he didn't turn it over, but he's susceptible to it the way that he plays because that's almost how he has to play. Yeah. Um, he has to create these plays to kind of cover up for the loss of Keaton Mitchell and Andrews. And we saw it, but against the 49ers, if you've got the ball out here like a loaf of bread, if you're throwing the ball up to Isaiah likely across the field, well, I got news for you. Charvarius Ward's going to be there. You know, Gibson's going to be there. Like that might not get completed like it was last week. I do think it's it's interesting, though, when I watch Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he is by far the league's best runner and probably the best all-around player um, because of his versatility. But when you strip it all down, all the motions, all the shifting, when you shift, when you just strip it all down, they run five plays on the ground. They they have five running plays. And I know Mike McDonald, the defense coordinator of the Ravens are basically saying after all this, they're running outside zone, inside zone, toss counter. Okay. And wind back. That's it. That's what they got. Now they do it in a variety of ways and he's the best. And so, you know, Dallas shut him down this year. Cincinnati shut him down. There's teams that have been shut him down. I think that's where it starts with the Ravens. If they can just limit McCaffrey from not taking that five-yard run and making it 40 or 50 like he has in so many games this year. Hmm. Um, Baldy, has anybody shut him down? Has anybody shut him down with big trench at left tackle? Has anybody <laughs> shut him down with Trent? Dallas did. Da- Dallas did with, with Trent. Dallas shut him down. In Dallas, Dallas held him to 50 yards and 2.7 yards of carry. That was week five. They're a lot different team, but that was the only time that Trent was in. He wasn't in there. He went out against Cleveland. He was out against Cincinnati, you know, and they didn't run the ball real good in those games. But uh, Minnesota shut him down. They still uh, ran for 170 on Dallas, though. They still ran 41 times for 170 on Dallas. McCaffrey had 19 carries for 50 yards. Right, right. No, I know. But I'm saying as a team – it's a team they still, the team they still got it done. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just, I, I was just looking at McCaffrey's numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, because I also think this is an MVP game. If Lamar balls out I and agree. Purdy doesn't, right, he, his stock rises. If Purdy balls out and continues to do what he does, if Purdy throws four more touchdowns, guys, his stock continues to rise. This is an MVP game as well. 
Where are you guys in this discussion with Purdy and how he's played? We've talked about Lamar. Listen, the numbers aren't there where he or Dak and Purdy are, but he's winning and his team is winning and they're in contention. Where are you at with the Purdy conversation right now with how he's played? Well, I don't like to give out awards, you know, in middle of December, but I think that if Purdy goes out and plays a perfect game where it's two touchdowns, no interceptions, and they win, I think you can just give it to Brock Purdy at this point. But I do think I want to wait, wait and see sure. like, how he plays against the league's best defense. Yeah. And all the things, because Baltimore plays the defense different than anybody else. They play this matchup zone. They spot drop. They do things at the snap of the ball that nobody else does. And they're excellent at it. Uh, it's not that they can't be beat or you can't make these throws against them. You can. You just have to be really, really good. I kind of want to see Brock Purdy against the league's best defense. You know, because sometimes these awards are basically handed out. When you have the biggest audience, this is going to be the biggest audience on Christmas night with the two best teams, the best defense. And if he goes out and balls out, I think you could just hand it. And they're 12 and three at the end of the day. I think you could hand it to Brock Purdy at this point. All right. It's in the huddle. All the gang is back together. Baldy's here. Jason's here. We're talking about the games heading into Christmas, guys, here. And make sure you check us out on YouTube as well. In the huddle pod, subscribe. And like us, uh, we got game Saturday and I think we got a big game and, and I want to get your take on this. I do not think anything happens to Mike Tomlin at the end of this season. Okay. But sure. we know they are in a situation going into this game against Cincinnati, Jake Browning guys. I want to get your thoughts on him. Seven and seven, the, the Steelers right now, right? You go into this game and you go, the problem is they don't have a quarterback. They haven't found the guy. Mitchell Trubisky, certainly not the guy. And you could say, Hey, Tomlin, that was your decision. And then as the season plays out, if they wanted to move on, maybe they do. But there are rumblings about that. I don't think that happens. But this is a huge game for both teams on Saturday at 430, Baldy. I agree. And look, I mean, sometimes, you know, Mike Tomlin kind of sneaks in a couple wins at the end of the season and he sort of survives all the talk that is in very, very loud in Pittsburgh. You know, enough with this no losing seasons. They haven't won a playoff game since 2016. The quarterback decisions that they have had and the run is pathetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mitch Trubisky showed exactly what he was in Chicago. And to think that he was going to come in and play, you know, good or great football. I mean, I don't know if Kenny Pickett, but I know Mason Rudolph isn't the guy. So, uh, and, and that's what they're, they're handing the ball. And then they're just hoping that somehow he plays like Jake Browning has played. I don't think we're going to see that. But what's been disappointing to me is just the Pittsburgh defense. I know they're still ranked in the top 10, but that was a poor effort last week by that defense. <laughs> and when they needed it the most. And so I, like, I don't believe in Pittsburgh right now. Cause I don't see, I, I just don't see what you need. Like to, to see Pickens and to see Deontay Johnson pull these stunts in these games that's head coaching. Like, you know, right. we, we, we saw kind of saw what Antonio Brown was when he left Pittsburgh. And we said, boy, that was a great job of just covering up yeah. for this lunatic. But like this stuff that's showing up on the field to me, Carl, is an indictment of Mike Tomlin. You can't look anywhere else like this lack of discipline, lack of performance, lack. Like I watched San Francisco's receivers go block like Brendan Ayuk knocks you off your feet down the field and looks like he doesn't enjoy anything more than doing that. And the Steelers receivers out there, it's just it's just hard to watch. I mean, that's not 
People saying it's not Steeler football. Well, it isn't. That's not what we're used to seeing. By the way, and Jason, I want to get your take on Cincinnati here. P- Pittsburgh and, and the and the Pickens, not not Kenny Pickens, but uh, the the, the wide receiver George, George Pickens, big ass baby, all season long, guys. He's been crying about the rock and what he's not getting, and I feel like that is festered in that locker room, and this is the result of some of that that you're talking about, where guys say, "Hey, I didn't block, they didn't block for me, or whatever." But th- that's got to get resolved. This kid's done nothing to deserve the kind of respect that he thinks he should be getting from a production standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's not scoring 10 touchdowns a year. So that has been an issue in that locker room. And, and I know Tomlin has done a good job in the past of handling those situations. I don't think he's done a good job with this situation. He's a young wide receiver that has been allowed to pop off, right, and kind of get away with it, yet the production yeah. is not there. So, yeah, yeah. Jason, tell me about the Bengals and what you think, man. Well, just on the Steelers real quick, I, I would say this. Mike Mike Tomlin, who I've been a very staunch defender of, uh, I think he has an opportunity to make a statement about the, the present and the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're seeing the Indianapolis Colts, right, send some guys home, take some guys off the field for conduct unbecoming. Yeah. Um, we're seeing various disciplinary decisions, some handed down by the league to Steelers players. There's a clear way for the Pittsburgh Steelers to stay in this game, right? They ran the ball down Cincinnati's throat the last time. They could probably do it again even better now because DJ Reader is now lost for the season. Will Mike Tomlin step up, call a couple kids off the practice squad receivers, right, for this game, kind of mm. like the way Indianapolis ran the ball down his throat with practice squad running back? Call them up here. Tell them we're running the ball 45 times in this game. If you bust your ass blocking for me this week, guess what? We're going to run it 45 times next week. And you're going to be up, and Pickens can watch from the sidelines. Like, I don't think it's rocket science. Like, it's sitting right in front of them. Like, that's the best way to win. These guys don't want to participate in what your offense does the best right now that don't have them participate. You know, as to the Bengals, I'm starting to wonder if this, like, Browning thing, like, if, if, like this guy might have a career. Now, <laughs> it might be a career doing more than holding the clipboard for Joe Burrow when he comes back. Yeah. Even I went back Baldy and watched some of the first game against Pittsburgh, right? And mm-hmm. that's where people are like he wasn't ready to play. And certainly early in that game, he didn't look up for it. He still completed seventy four percent of his passes in that game. Like in the second half, like things settled down. It wasn't the end of the world. And since then, all he does is complete seventy five percent of his passes. And even without Jamar Chase, like he's got this kid Hudson making some plays for him. Like it's tight sometimes, end. Like, sometimes. It's not only the quarterback, it's how the receivers respond to the quarterback. Like the touchdown catch by CD by, by T Higgins in the end zone. Like that's an incredible effort. I mean, that's a like a major highlight effort for him to be able to stretch back the ball. It was like such an important play in the game to come back. And like sometimes the receivers just they tell you what they think of the quarterback. And you're talking about Tanner Hudson stepping up. Um, you're seeing the way. Um, you know, Joe Mixon has stepped up and played. Chase Brown has stepped up and played. Like, they're all rallying around him, too. It's not just him making the yeah. 74% completion. These other guys are going, wait a second. What, like, he's pulling the best out of these kids right now. 